0: Popheads, and welcome to issue 71 of the Tomcast Podcast, presented by Three B Zine. Uh, we are also known as simply Popcast because, you know, maybe it's my name on the show, but like I don't want to be like that guy. I'm not that egotistical. Sure. And uh, <laughs> I, you know, hey, <laughs> you've already heard his voice. Uh, joining me today is the always responsible Roger Smith.
1: Drink responsibly, people.
0: Ooh. <laughs> oh, there he is he is x Omega gold on twitter and instagram give him a follow he's got all the all the cool hot takes yeah it's it's been going around oh so many takes this weekend oh <laughs> uh, you can follow this independent pop culture podcast on the social medias at tomcast underscore podcast on twitter at the tomcast underscore podcast on instagram email me for the love of god email me i'm tired of getting spam from weird <laughs> companies i've never heard of TomCastPopCast at gmail.com and finally, you can join Pophead Nation at patreon.com forward slash Tomcastpodcast, where you can be a member of such exclusive quality <laughs> and hang out with the likes of the Aspen Hill showdy, the Squidmaster General himself, Brian Broussard, and the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Neil. <laughs> He's the host of The Ringing Ear, which is a great music podcast that I'm a big fan of. And uh, you guys should check it out, too. Uh, Finally, please subscribe to this podcast on whatever app you're using. We're on the Apple iTunes. We're on whatever the hell it is that uh, Samsung uses. We're on Spotify. I think we're on iHeart. Me might be on iHeart. Do you want me on iHeart? Yeah. Should I check into this?
1: we'll, We'll take a look. Uh, whatever you want
0: mm. I'm on things I'm around <laughs> all the things hit the Google machine find out what, where you can find us that's true but hit that subscribe button and if you got a couple extra spare seconds give us a five star review and if you got an extra spare minute or two uh, write, write a review yeah. and, and sing the praises of the TomCast podcast
1: sing them deeply
0: they are deeply deeply appreciated and <laughs> if uh, you use enough adjectives I'll probably read it on the show
1: yeah, that'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: so it's, it's, uh, we're, Roger, you and I are back, and we're, 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 kind of, uh, doing our thing. Yeah. Now, before we kind of dive too deep into, into stuff, Shut we, up. we do have a beverage.
1: Yes, we do. Let's talk
0: about the beverage, because these are from, uh, our good friends. Your, probably your better friends, but my good friend.
1: Our greatest friends.
0: <laughs> at <laughs> over. Pariah at Pariah Brewing. Company in the San Diego Californias, uh, in the North Park, specifically.
1: Yes, yeah, right now uh, we might have a couple, but uh, we're gonna be starting off with a uh, back to the filter double IPA. That's known as a dipa. Yeah, <laughs> if, <laughs> if you the, wanna to the uninitiated, <laughs> if you wanna save some syllables, <laughs> sure, call it a dipa. So uh, this one's an obvious Back to the Future reference. Now, if you haven't seen this can, we might actually end up posting this can on uh, on Instagram because uh, it's a beautiful can. Inspired by the hoverboard. Oh yeah. From Back to the Future too. Oh yeah. Uh, I I don't. For this is a little peek behind the curtain for
0: anybody who listens to Beer Night in San Diego. Mm. um, But the amazing host of that show, uh, our 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 podcast godfather, yes, uh, Cody, (laughs) has the hoverboard in the studio where we record Beer Night in San Diego.
1: That's awesome.
0: He's a massive Back to the Future fan, so of course. He's a fan of this beer as well.
1: Oh yeah, does just he ever, like you and I are. Yeah, does he ever ride it around? He, he, he you know, up the walls?
0: there was an incident. He tried to go over like this little pond. Oh, and that bojo. because yeah, that bojo, he didn't have the power. <laughs> Because those hoverboards, you know, you need a pit bull. <laughs> you need power. <laughs> I think it's actually
1: power.
0: There, now that's that. I peaked at that time. Uh, there we go. Yeah, I did. Now,
1: now we're clipping.
0: Before the show started, we <laughs> talked about peeking out, and I just did it right now, doing my Back to the Future
1: impression. All right. So speaking of power, <laughs> let's talk about this beer. This baby's got 7.7 percent alcohol. Woo! Now that's some business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one it's packed with. A bunch of great hops, Simcoe, Enigma, Laurel, Centennial, uh, and it's just so easy to drink. And when this baby first came out, it was crystal clear. Something almost unheard of these days in the IPA market. We call that Pratt Approved Clarity. Ah, uh, yes. That's my my, that's my hashtag that I go to, <laughs>
0: Pratt Approved Clarity. And he very much approved of this beer. All right, well, we're enjoying this beer, and uh, this is going to help uh, get the podcast juices flowing. Yeah. Because... Uh, it, we're, we're so juicy Yeah It says it on the back of our pants <laughs> <laughs> Those tight little yoga pants we got <laughs> Well, before we dive in Because we have a very news-centric show
1: Sure But let's just kind of Roger, let's catch up
0: Yeah What's going on? What have you been up to, buddy?
1: <clears throat> let's see What have I done? I feel like it's been a little bit busy for me So I, unfortunately I haven't been able to sit down and watch anything That I've You are to. an
0: employed man
1: Yeah <laughs> You have a job to go to Sure and, Sometimes uh, streaming has to wait Sadly, yes. And I had a friend's birthday party this Saturday. Don't remember much, which means it was a good time. <laughs> was uh,
0: that up north or you were you back It was up here, yeah. House, it okay. was uh you know,
1: we swooped around the area. But uh I saw
0: you with a fancy I believe you had a Manhattan or were you at the Manhattan? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh You had an old fashioned at the Manhattan, am I right? Am I wrong? Is that
1: Tom Hams?
0: Damn it, Tom Hams. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. you had a alcoholic beverage of uh style and substance oh yeah Yeah. we're doing some good stuff i'm hoping i you know i only saw the drink (laughs) i was hoping that you had on a smoking jacket
1: oh that would have been a nice addition that's a pimp move right there (laughs) so yeah that saturday not much got done sunday not much either so i'm a little behind in the world hopefully this weekend i'll be doing some catching up well i i I, because i had a question about that yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) have you started the expanse yet
1: no i have not this is the greatest show (laughs)
0: <laughs> on TV uh, it, it is science fiction at its best at its most top notch uh, available on the Amazon Primes which I know you have
1: this is true you know, <laughs> so I can't escape that fate
0: <laughs> I want to kind of assign it to you as homework but I obviously I don't want to feel like you're I don't want you to feel forced to watch it I just I want you to be compelled <laughs> I
1: want you to make we'll, it We'll get there. we'll yeah. get there
0: and then we'll have like a mega expanse podcast once Roger catches up an
1: expansive expanse show
0: so expansive it, it, it's going to be the expanse expanded
2: <laughs>
1: in an expansive way <laughs> yes. oh
0: man well that's good it's good to be busy it's good to be popular be be invited out <laughs> to a social function yeah i suppose so i went to a social function
1: oh very nice i don't
0: i don't want to go too deep into it but uh my my friends uh da- daniel in in uh sierra mm-hmm. they got married over the weekend
1: oh very nice now, congrats to them
0: uh i did i did not attend the wedding but oh, okay. i attended the pre-wedding fun which is over at the awesome North Park Beer Company. Oh,
1: very nice. We love them.
0: And I had many, many fine ales <laughs> from the North Park Beer Company. And nice. uh, got out of there just before. I was like, oh, if I stay any longer, people might die.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> because we were up on the upstairs part, and, mm-hmm. you know, I just... If I, get, if I get a little rowdy... You start tackling people. You start tackling people. We go right over the rails. <laughs> It'd be like a Western times two. There you go. So that was fun. Got to go out and engage with people a little bit. But it, it has... To the detriment of this podcast, put me a little behind on some of the shows I was watching. Sure, yeah. Uh, I did get to watch one new show. I, th- I started one new show. Okay. And uh, that is The Outsider on, on HBO. The, right. the Stephen King novel being adapted uh, with uh, Jason Bateman starring and directing. Oh, okay. And also uh, our good friend, uh, director Orson Krennic. Yeah. From Rogue One. Very nice. Uh, the <laughs> I can't believe I just referred to him as a Star Wars name. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was gonna let it go, but uh. <laughs> I'm such an ass. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was uh from Rogue One, but yeah, no, I get it.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Because, be, well, because I'll be honest with you, I'm drawing a total blank on
0: his name, and I know I just referenced him last episode. <laughs> so uh, while I uh, stall for time yeah. and think of his name, uh, Roger, scat for me. Do a little uh, number, break it, da- break it
1: down. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna start doing Are the you, scat man. I, have you
0: seen anything about the Outsider?
1: No, no, that's one I'm I'm not too familiar with. So,
0: it's Ben Mendelson Yeah, there you go. As a police detective investigating the murder of a child, mm. and all evidence would seem to point to Jason Bateman. There's these eyewitness reports that it's Jason Bateman. Like a, a, a kid sees him coming out of the woods, with like blood in his mouth and, and just <laughs> a mess, and just eye contacting with the child, and then he's seen at a local strip club. Covered in the blood. and mm. So all the, the, the evidence would seem to indicate that it's Jason Bateman. Yeah. Except there's video of Jason Bateman's character. Not, not the real Jason Bateman. I shouldn't say oh, right. it's, it's, I mean, he is playing a character. <laughs> but there's a video evidence of him being at a conference in mm. Georgia. I think, I think in Atlanta. At the same time, the murders happened. So what's going on? Does he have a twin? Does he have a twin? <laughs> that is Janine's theory. Janine's theory is uh, the evil twin. The evil unknown twin. Uh, this being a Stephen King adaptation,
2: mm.
1: my
0: mind went to Shapeshifter.
1: Yeah, that's clearly possible. But I don't know. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Uh, as of this recording, there are four episodes out. We've only watched the first one. Okay. Uh, but we did enjoy it. Mm. It's it's uh, So far, it seems to be a, a kind of a taut murder mystery kind of show. Yeah. The supernatural elements haven't creeped into it yet, but it's Stephen King. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I'm concerned about is because I, I, I love Stephen King, but he doesn't always land the finales or the endings of his books. Sure. And that happens a lot with the, with, I'm assuming that could happen with a, with an adaption of his work as well. Yeah. So I'm waiting to see how it goes, but I am optimistic that by the next time, by the next time we record, mm-hmm. I will be current. Yeah. So hopefully I'll have maybe some more information for you. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a murder mystery with a supernatural slant to it, for sure. Because it's, it's, it's the king.
1: Yeah, that's what he does best.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe the gunslinger shows up. Maybe Pennywise shows up. We don't know. I didn't read the book. Did you?
1: No, I didn't. That's a good, good point. It could be anyone at this point. It
0: could be Christine. The car shows up. Who who knows?
1: We could go a lot of different directions with Stephen King work.
0: Um, other than that, what have I, I've been trying to watch more of The Witcher. Mm, yes. Slow progress, but I have been enjoying it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think like we were talking about last time, it's yeah. definitely a fun show to watch, but there there's a lot to parse. There's a lot. To, yeah, there really is. Like I, I find myself about halfway through being like, okay, I need, to, I need
0: to, I need to take a break. Yeah. And and kind of like go back through this. <laughs> so eventually, maybe in like another four to eight months, we'll have a full <laughs> review of The Witcher. Sure. Probably right before season two debuts. Yeah, ideally. That's kind of what I'm thinking is going to happen. <laughs>
1: A recap on The Witcher.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Roger, how's your beer tasting, buddy?
1: It's quite nice. It's quite nice. Yeah. yeah. All
0: right, let's get into some news. <clears throat> let's start off with, uh, this is not official or 100% confirmed. Okay. But all indications are, now granted, this is not necessarily genre. All right. But we're making an exception because I am a child of the 80s, and this is of the 80s.
1: This is acceptable.
0: It looks like Lethal Weapon 5 will be happening, starring Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, Richard Donner, back as the director. Wow. And I can only imagine that the subtitle of this movie will be too old for this shit.
1: <laughs> it has to be, right? <laughs> there, there is no other acceptable subtitle. Are, are you, Roger, are you a fan of the Lethal Weapon series? I mean, the first one came out a couple years
0: before you were born.
1: Yeah. But not by much. Yeah. That's, that's definitely another one that I've never, like, sat and watched through from start to end. Definitely really? Yeah. Gr- Even the
0: first one, Crazy Gary
1: Busey. No. Yeah, I mean... As Mr. Joshua. <laughs> I'm familiar with a lot of it. You know, definitely that's one that was always on TV growing up. Yeah. Like, any, any one of the iterations of Lethal Weapon. but uh,
0: It's arguable that the first Lethal Weapon is, in fact, like Die Hard, mm-hmm. a Christmas film. Oh, really? As it takes place. Over the holiday season.
1: Well, I have more homework then. Though so this
0: movie is uh, at least ten times more cocaine mm. than Die Hard.
1: Well, that's that's a bit
0: of a thing. Uh, cocaine and heroin, I should say. Uh, it was the eighties. Now I may have to, I may have to find a find a DVD for you and make sure it's actually in the case this time. Yeah, that'd be a good one, and let you borrow the first one.
2: Yeah.
0: And then obviously they went on to Lethal Weapon two and three and, sure. and four. And I, I'll be honest, as, as a fan of the series, each one got a little bit less than the one before it. Sure, yeah. But, you know, obviously these movies came out before we realized Mel Gibson's problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I, from what I've been led to believe, Danny Glover's no saint either. So yeah. it's, it's a little interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, he seems like a good guy now, but uh, he's a little bit older.
0: <laughs> are, are, is this something you're into? Like, Would you want to check this out? Are you like, I would oh, check it out. I is don't... your mentality like, Mel Gibson... He's an anti-Semite. Fuck that guy.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm curious to see it. I mean, I I try to just take it as it, you know, for what it is at face value of like okay. also a
0: misogynist too. I should take add that in. Real
1: quick. <laughs> I'm sure he's a lot of things. He's not a great guy, but just looking at it for the sake of Lethal Weapon as a uh, you know continuation of the series, it might be interesting. Like I said. If I were, I would definitely have to go back and watch some of the other ones just to mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. understand the references and the nostalgia from it. But uh I might be able to hook you up. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I, I was a big fan of the series growing up. Um I'm, I'm a little reluctant to say I like Mel Gibson sure. nowadays, but Mel Gibson was in a lot of uh very important movies sure. in my in my development. Yeah. And his personal life aside mm-hmm. and, and and his whether they are uh, like true biases or they are fueled by alcoholism or any of those things, I, I don't want to get into that. I, sure. His personal life aside, yeah, he's in a lot of really good movies. Yeah, That, 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 true. that were impactful to me. Yeah, uh, obviously the Mad Max series when I was very young. Yeah, uh, to to one of my favorite movies as a, as a as a late teenager in my early twenties was, was Braveheart.
1: Braveheart, yeah, That's
0: classic. Um, so. I, I, I'm a fan of the idea of the Mel Gibson Redemption story. Sure. Of the Mel Gibson Redemption arc, as it were. <laughs> so we'll we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I'm willing to give it a shake. I, sure. I enjoyed him when he, his turn in, um, what the hell was that movie? Was it, was it, a uh, the one with Will Ferrell and Marky Mark and John Cena? Like, stepdads or some shit? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so. I,
0: and Mel, Mel Gibson's like... Uh, is Marky, Marky Mark's dad and yeah. John Lithgow Will, Will was Will Ferrell's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty cute. That was fun. Sure. But uh, you know, if, if you have a up about Mel, I understand. I totally get it. Sure. All right. So let's get into more genre-related stuff because that's what we do best on this show, <laughs> and I don't want to talk about anybody's. Uh, 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 Potential racism issues and, and misogyny. Yeah, so, we'll, we'll leave that for a different podcast. So we'll podcast. move on. <laughs> Though this might be slightly misogynistic, depending on your side of the fence. <laughs> so there's been a big development on the new season of Doctor Who. Okay. But I'm several episodes behind, so I can't really <laughs> comment on it yet. Okay. <laughs> but the... the and, and Full spoilers here. Hmm. Appa- apparently there is. they have introduced a new version of the Doctor, who okay. is... Currently played by a female,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but currently played by a white female. Mm-hmm. Now this version of the Doctor that's been introduced is a female, mm-hmm. but a black female. Okay. So we don't know any details yet mm-hmm. of, of like where in the Doctor's chronology is she fit? Is she a future Doctor? Is she a past Doctor? Mm. We don't really know for sure. I hope to have a little bit more information <laughs> next week. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs>
1: Actually, real quick, Roger, are you a Doctor Who fan at all? You know, I've never never watched it. I think the most, I mean, I've seen some episodes. Uh, I think the most I watched it was uh, during David Tennant's run. And I think that's just because I like David Tennant. Sure. I think that's probably one of his first breakout roles, to be oh, honest. yeah, yeah definitely, yeah, but, definitely. But I remember just his his charisma on that show alone just being, oh, yeah, this, this guy's kind of cool. Maybe I should check this out. So, yeah, definitely. I think it'd be worth checking out, but I, I feel like... I wouldn't know where to start, you know. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny
0: you say that. Um, much to my, in retrospect, my 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 shame mm. in hindsight. <laughs> uh, I I when I, as a as a child, yeah. in the in the mid '80s, uh, my my father would on on occasion be watching Doctor Who on, yeah. on the local PBS station or whatnot, <laughs> and I would dismiss it. Sure, yeah, cause I was like, it, it just looks so kind of like. Hokey, and I didn't get it. It's like, why is this guy got the giant scarf? And he lives in a telephone booth, and I didn't understand these things.
1: Yeah, yeah, it just wasn't really. But like I, d- I didn't take
0: the time to get to understand it either. That's I just kind of like dismissed it. I was like, it's not Star Wars, I don't care.
1: Yeah, we were dumb little kids. We yeah. didn't know any better.
0: Uh, so eventually, I think it's towards the late 80s and the early 90s, Doctor Who mm-hmm. kind of meets his end for, for a brief time. Okay. And the BBC decides to let it rest. And then it was in the early 2000s that they bring it back. Oh, okay. Which is affectionately referred to on the interwebs as New Who. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Clever.
0: Yeah. And that's when I decided to give it a try because uh, uh, I believe it was the Sci-Fi Channel was, was getting the episodes. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was a couple of months after. I think after the season aired originally in England. Okay. They would they would air the season on Sci Fi Channel and sure. then eventually when, you know once BBC America became a thing, BBC America took that, they took back.
1: that back. Sure.
0: But it was uh, that that first Christopher Eccleston season. Okay. Uh, that I got into Doctor Who because it made it, it was very modern. It was very approachable. Yeah. Um, that's where I would start if I were you. Okay. So. If you wanted to pursue. New Who. Sure. And then, yeah, and <laughs> Eccleson's the doctor for one season, and then it transfers into David Tennant's role, which is where you get familiar. And then you go to okay. Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi. <laughs> sure, yeah. And yeah. now to Jody Whitaker. Sure. And it's, it's I mean, it's England. So the episodes are, I mean, the the show's like 10, 12 episodes a season.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. It's not bad. Much more parsable. Uh. Yeah, it's not
0: like kind of catching up on Arrow. <laughs> You're like, oh, man, I really want to watch that Arrow finale. I got to watch all eight seasons first, though. Oh, yeah. See you next decade. That's a commitment. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk more about Who later. And let's get to something that is a little bit more in our wheelhouse. All right. Something that we're collectively more excited about. Yes. Ready? You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Early reviews for the Birds of Prey film mm. are starting to come in. Yes. And they are so far overwhelmingly positive.
1: Mm. How excited does this make
0: you to go see the f- picture?
1: I mean, it's definitely definitely a plus. I just... At this point, the only thing I'm concerned about is that I think, you know, Batman versus Superman had overwhelmingly positive reviews when it first was... Uh, yes, but
0: that was by the Blind Association of America. They didn't actually watch it.
1: <laughs> uh, that was offensive. I'm going to be in trouble for that. <laughs> Luckily, no one listens to this podcast. Yeah, that's a pleasure. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I am mean, too. Like, like we've talked about before, uh, you know... Just everything we've seen so far from the trailers looks entertaining. Looks gonna, like it's going to be action packed. Ewan McGregor is going to be great in it, you know. And we got you know Margot Robbie reprising Harley, which she does a great job at. She really does. And I mean, since Suicide
0: Squad, excuse me, since Suicide Squad first mm-hmm. came out, uh, uh, her stock in Hollywood's gone up. Yeah. You know, a hundredfold. Sure. I mean, she's become like a really big power player, mm-hmm. and. I think Warner Brothers just, in order to keep her happy, had to make this movie and yeah. had to give her a chance and had to listen to her input mm-hmm. on how to make this picture. Yeah, and
1: it seems to be working out. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like we said, cautiously optimistic. We we've been let down by a lot of DC in the yeah. past. And... No, we have. Uh, I I'm I've been delighted by the ads that I've been I've been seeing. Mm-hmm. I'm a
0: i am I the nerd in me the mm-hmm. comic book you know, aficionado is a little perturbed by some of the costuming or lack sure. of costuming I I've think, seen so far. Yeah, I think
1: that's been one of but my biggest concerns. I,
0: I'm, willing, I'm willing to roll with the punches on that. That's, that's fine. I can, yeah. I can take that if the characterizations hold Yeah. true. Or if they ring true, I should say.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's one thing that we haven't seen a lot of. I think the only, you know... The main characters that we've seen in action just from the trailers are, you know, Harley and Black Mask.
0: Yeah. And like you said, Hugh McGregor looks like he's having a fucking blast <laughs> in this picture. Like, he's just, he's just like, he looks like he's just chewing the scenery. He looks like oh, a hoot.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it should be good. If not alone for that, I think I'm going to watch it. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> okay. So now
0: to follow that up, it's also been announced. I don't know if, if you've gotten an email about this yet, but as. The only Disney Universe, I'm sorry, Disney DC Universe subscriber that oh. I that I know currently, yes. you have an exclusive opportunity to see it, see
1: it in early. advance. Yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten the email yet, or if I have, I haven't checked it. But uh, check it I because should... uh, it is actually next Wednesday.
2: Oh.
0: at Mission Valley, hmm. uh, seven p.m. Mission Valley for San Diegans. Interesting. That you will be able to get a chance to early screen Birds of Prey Wednesday wednesday
1: well i might be busy doing a podcast on wednesday <laughs> right but we could wrap
0: it up and then go see birds of prey oh that's true that's very true though so i don't know uh, your your familial commitments if this picture if you have to take your wife and your child to this movie or not
1: well i mean if i i will eventually like, oh so wait so you're saying there's a chance there's a chance no i mean if we make it a a pop cast field trip Ooh. that might be that might be fun that could be fun I,
0: I, I'm not going to, uh, I don't want to step on the toes of, of, of your home life. So <laughs> if you get the okay for that, sure. <laughs> you let me know because we can go see it Wednesday night after we do a podcast.
2: Oh, that and then
0: be a good idea. And then we can go on the, I don't know, the IG stories or something. Or,
1: mm, yes. Maybe
0: whip together a quick YouTube. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, <laughs> we'll do something out. cool. We'll do something cool. Or maybe even we just push the show till Thursday after we've seen it.
1: Oh, that's possible too. <laughs> or we
0: do two shows. Who knows? Oh, my God. The possibilities. We're mind blown right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But apparently yeah. we're going to have some uh, some Birds of Prey data. Yeah. That'll quickly. Be, that'll be good. Very, very quickly. No, no. I'm optimistic. Let's see how it goes. Sure. Uh, speaking of... The Batman. The Bat. The Batman. The film directed by Matt Reeves mm-hmm. has begun. Yes. Batman has begun. Again, <laughs> uh, yeah. Matt Reeves is the helm. Is is at the director's helm this time around. He's got an all star cast with him. Obviously, uh, 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 Pattinson
2: yeah.
0: is is the is the is the man is in the, in the, the mask. Batman. Yeah. He is the man. But we have a, a murderer's row of of, of actors mm-hmm. taking on the roles of characters. Uh, but one thing has happened. Yeah. Uh, to debunk, a rumor,
1: okay. this movie
0: will not feature Harvey Dent as the District Attorney of Gotham City. Mm. One of the Scars guards is, yeah. is cast in the film, and the, and the popular presumption was that he would be, you know, because they were playing He's the district attorney at Gotham City. Hmm. And the, obviously, the presumption is he's Harvey.
2: But Apparently, he he's down. a
0: guy with a yeah.
1: really lame name, who's not Harvey Dent. Yeah. Do you believe this to be a misdirect? I mean, it's possible. He's such a big name to be a nobody, you know? I agree. It's like, he he's definitely up and coming right now, and... I don't know. I feel like that'd be a wasted opportunity. I agree. This is like filming Return of the Jedi and calling it Blue Harvest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it could be one of those things where it's like they say that's his name and it's like, oh, but it turns out his real name is Harvey Dent. You know, the whole... Uh,
0: oh, God. Are we going to play that game like we did in uh, in The Dar- Dark, Dark Knight Night Rises? Rises. <laughs> oh. We're like, hey, legal it's nerdies. really Dick Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: don't yeah. call me Dick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I mean it's possible. I mean, at this point anything's possible. I think like we said, I think it'd be a wasted opportunity to just let his character unless they do something cool with him. I mean, we don't know. I, I you know I have I don't
0: I don't like to go down the rabbit hole with rumors and, mm-hmm. and, and the gossipy aspects of some of these these pictures and stuff like that. But I mean sure. you you'd have to assume that uh that Pattinson has to have a, a multi picture contract, probably at least three films, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, if they were smart.
0: And I would imagine that uh, um, th- this might be the same for some of the other actors in the picture. Yeah. You know, because we have Catwoman, we have a Penguin now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, I mean, if you're going to build a really good Batman universe, you can't dispose of these villains.
1: Yeah, that's true. You know,
0: one of the mistakes has been the killing of villains.
1: Yeah, that's not a good idea. Not a good idea.
0: <laughs> but do you think this, this uh, again, this is wild speculation. We, mm-hmm. we, I mean, we, we know nothing about the new Batman film other than who's in it. Yeah. We don't know anything about the story, really. We have no idea what kind of overarching story there might be for a trilogy. Yeah, but do they go to the well on Joker again? What do you think?
1: I don't know. I if they do, I think it'd be wise to save that for the last one. Once this is, if if we're assuming it's a trilogy, that's got to be something they save till the end because I, I think what the problem has been. Is that they're just blowing Joker too early, you know? Whoa! Hey now, that <laughs> sounded sexy. Family show, family show. <laughs> <laughs> not, not even close. Not anymore. <laughs> not even close. This has never been a family show. No, but um, yeah, no, it's just been like, they just let the Joker come out too soon, and you're just like, I mean, if you look at it in the sense that, like, had they waited, for, like, Dark Knight in the place of Dark Knight Rises, had the Joker been the third villain, we would have ended on that. It would have been at its peak, you know, and everyone would have been like, this was the greatest ending to a trilogy, you know? You know, I forget, we're, we're, we're 70 episodes into
0: this show, and, and we've been doing it for you know almost two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget if I've really gotten a chance to kind of, like, dissect my thoughts and opinions on The Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. because I still believe, with every fiber of my being, <laughs> that that movie mm-hmm. was going to be The Dark Knight Returns,
2: mm-hmm.
0: until Heath Ledger's un- untimely unfortunate tragic yeah. demise
1: yeah probably uh,
0: because when you when you strip out a lot of the stuff on the surface of the dark night dark Knight rises
2: mm-hmm.
0: the bones of that picture yeah are very dark night returns like you know batman's hung it up for like the, like a decade or something like whatever sure. whatever, the, whatever the time frame is where he's mm-hmm. been retired and Obviously, they hadn't changed the story, but like, I, 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 I see little flashes of like, "Ooh, that's kind of dark nighty right there." There's
1: some parallels for sure.
0: So, I, I wonder if if Matt Reeves might try something of that ilk. I, I have no idea.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'd be kind of cool. to it's see. It's audacious for sure. Yeah, it'd be pretty out there. But uh, there's just so much good Batman material to pull from. There is tons of it, tons of it,
0: and and, and it's kind of, um, I guess, yeah, I guess I'm, I want to say you don't want to go back to. Like the 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 main Batman kind of tropes necessarily, sure. because there is such a rich history there. Right, there is such a rich history there. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, were you a fan of the Dark Knight adaptation, the animated? version
1: you know i never saw that one really that's one of the few that i haven't just because i wanted to sit down and watch both of them i remember when they came out i was like all right i'm gonna wait till both of them are out buy a box set and go from there and i just never got around to it that's it, it came out at a weird time is it even is it on the i am uh, i'm sorry is it on the dc universe app to, I wanna, to watch i want to say it is uh if it's not i think it was at some point it was definitely on a streaming service for a while because i'm like oh this is cool i'll add it to my list and then I just never never got there. But um yeah, definitely one that I wanted to go go back and watch just, you know, if not for the sake of the story alone just to get familiar with something that's so impactful in the Batman universe.
0: I I was a big fan of the animated series actually. Um it, it, uh, it it's 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 a fairly faithful adaptation. Okay. Of of the comic series, the one written by Frank Miller. Yeah. Uh, and I enjoyed Peter Weller, mm-hmm. aka RoboCop's <laughs> interpretation of the older Bruce Wayne. Mm. Uh, but where I thought it was the str- maybe not the strongest, but at least as far as like a departure from what we what we know so well mm-hmm. was the casting of. Oh, of, of Michael Emerson mm. as the Joker. That's
1: Joker, yeah.
0: And you will never hear me not say that Mark Hamill is my favorite Joker. Sure. But what Michael Emerson brought, and if you're not familiar with Michael Emerson uh, from Person of Interest, from Lost, uh, great actor. Yeah. Uh, he also did a turn. What show was he on? Oh, he's on Arrow for, for like half a season as well. <laughs> um so, not not unfamiliar to the genre. Sure. Uh, but he brought some kind of uh, interesting to his, his Joker mm-hmm. persona. And I really enjoyed the, the... It was a two-part adaptation on, on DVD, and mm-hmm. I, I jumped at the chance to get him. Nice. Very, very fun, decent
1: adaptations. Nice. Uh, all right, so let's...
0: Okay, we don't know anything about the Batman. No. Let's just be honest. We don't yeah.
1: know. But there's lots of cool opportunities coming up. And I think... <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm going to put it out there. Like, Colin Farrell as... The penguin, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> like that caught me off guard. I'm, I'm like, in. I would have never cast that.
0: I'm in. I love that guy.
1: Yeah, no, I love Colin Farrell, but I just, I never would have put that together.
0: Uh, if you haven't seen uh, in Bruges, mm. <laughs> fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and uh, uh, I, you know, it's it's a remake, which I'm not normally a fan of remakes, mm-hmm. but his his uh, take on uh, Fright Night, yeah, is so good. He's so fucking good nice. as like the the villain. And you can mm-hmm. kind of see him as like like a monstrous villain. It is yeah. amazing and also starring David Tennant, our, as we referenced from Doctor Who,
1: our favorite guy. A lot of a lot of crossover <laughs> there. All
0: right, so let's shift gears.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Disney Plus. Yeah. Our our favorite of the new streaming platforms. Sure. At least for, for me. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't exactly. know how you feel about it. Yeah. For now, yeah. Okay. Uh, so it, it appears that Willow is moving forward as a new Disney Plus series. Mm. Uh, Ron Howard recently was talking. Uh, there will be an interview with Ron Howard coming up in, in something. I didn't take very good notes. <laughs> uh, but he has confirmed that the that A, Warwick Davis is returning, which I think we all knew, to reprise his role, role as Willow Offgood. Okay. Uh, and this, in fact, will be a sequel.
1: Mm. This is
0: not a reboot or a relaunch or anything. Like that This is a sequel taking decades... Taking place decades after the events of the film. Okay. Now, I'm curious as again as a as a man younger than myself,
1: <laughs>
0: you know, you weren't you, you weren't there when Willow first came out on the VHS. <laughs> uh,
1: are are you are you familiar? Are you a fan of the, of it? I've honestly never heard of it. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> like this is one I I saw that it got posted. I saw Warwick Davis. I'm like. Wait a second. Like, I know him. Like, why have I never heard of this before?
0: Oh my God! Yeah, just this movie. Okay, now granted, its box its box office results were not great. Okay, but it, the hype for it was off the <laughs> charts back in the day because this was Ron Howard directing, mm-hmm. George Lucas executive producer. Uh, I think he at least did the story by. I think he at mm-hmm. least got the story by credit. I don't okay. think he did screenwriting, but he did the story by credit. Yeah. You know, so a story by Lucas, directed by Ron Howard, and it was kind of like their sort of-ish take on Lord of the Rings to an extent. Because Weird. back in the day, they believed, you know, back in the mid-'80s, everyone was like, oh, Lord of the Rings, you want to make a movie of that? That's impossible. Yeah. That'll never happen. <laughs> oh, man. And 15-ish years later, uh, someone else proved it was not. <laughs> Mr. Jackson. So th- th- this was kind of like Lucas's-esque-ish version of a lord of the rings story that's so crazy directed by ron howard by directed by by everyone's favorite you know cunningham (laughs) (laughs) oh man i don't do i even have this to loan to you i don't know
1: man i'm not
0: sure i i I feel like i bought this on dvd at one point but i have no idea what the disc is
1: well i assume it's going to be on disney plus then right
0: one would think.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that would be really bad if they didn't have the first one. So, and they're doing so a clearly, as a, as, as a person who's not seen the film, your optimism for this is a little dampered than mine.
1: I mean, I'm just straight down the middle.
0: <laughs> so uh, back in, I want to say the early to mid-ish 90s, uh-huh. uh, Chris, Chris Claremont, yeah. uh, more, most popularly known for his 20-plus year run as the writer of the X-Men... Okay. Left the X-Men in, I think, ninety two ninety three. 93. He did that big arc with the Jim Lee comic hmm. and Magneto and Asteroid M and all that stuff. And then he was done. He was done with X-Men. And he was going to go and become a novelist. Okay. And it wasn't his first novel, but, like, possibly his third-ish okay. novel into his solo career was a trilogy of sequels to Willow. Huh. And they were fucking awful. <laughs> That sucks. Now, granted, I was a young reader at the time. I was, uh, you know, in in my teens or my early teens.
1: <laughs> they were fucking dreck. Even then, it sucks.
0: <laughs> they were so boring. Oh. They were so boring. And uh, what ha- w- The biggest tragedy of of those 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 book sequels was yeah. they killed like. Everyone's favorite characters.
1: Oh, that sucks. That's always terrible.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, Val Kilmer was Mad Mardigan, and, mm. and uh, uh, Joanna Wiley was, I don't remember her name, mm-hmm. but they got, him and Val, her and Val Kilmer got married eventually, uh, oh. at least briefly. <laughs>
1: uh, it happened. Yeah. But,
0: you know, you watch the picture and you're like, oh, those are like, the two, all right, okay, yeah. cool. And they, they're killed in like page eight.
1: Wow. <laughs> and it's like, fuck off. It's terrible.
0: Really terrible. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that uh, those will not be canon. We're going to wipe those out, and we're going to have our ourselves a nice good time with Warwick Davis is well off good. Maybe Val Kimmerer comes back. He's he might be a tad old. He might be a tad overweight.
1: Mm. Well, you know, if he gets fit for the role, that'd be kind of cool. But
0: even a fat man martigan's not a bad. Idea. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I gotta see what the original character looks like. Yeah, no oh, we, we have to get to, we have to get you caught up. Goddamn, yeah. Roger. Yeah, no, I mean this sounds great. Like <laughs> this sounds like something I would have yeah, it was totally just, it was been just into. A, kind of like a fun fantasy romp. Sure, yeah, but I mean, you know, I was into like Legend and like Labyrinth and all that kind of stuff. This is better than Legend, and it's at least on par with Labyrinth. Okay, well there we go. Less Muppets though. Oh uh, well.
0: But. We'll let us slide. There are trolls. <laughs> well, we do like trolls. And I won't say what happens with the trolls. Yeah.
1: Only, <laughs> only certain trolls, though.
0: So, can I can I tell you, I'm going to relay a quick story about Willow. Right. Yeah. Now, I, I grew up with the film on VHS. My brother and I, we, we played the hell out of it on, sure. on, our, on our VHS home cassette recorder.
1: Very nice.
0: Uh, a couple of years ago, the wife and I were, were traveling overseas. Uh-huh. Uh, it, was, it was over the holidays. We had been. It was the year we decided... Like, we wanted to go spend Christmas in Europe and kind of check that whole thing yeah, out. That's cool. And we were in, in Switzerland. Ooh. So we were in Switzerland over Christmas, and then we were going to go to, to Paris for, for New Year's Eve.
1: Very nice. We had
0: a very nice time. That's cool. But as, as anyone is aware, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're traveling over the winter, mm-hmm. there are X factors. Yes. Namely the weather.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it was probably probably so, a big one.
0: So we 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 got to our flight in in Paris at Charles de Gaulle Airport just fine. Sure. And 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 we had to get from from Paris to Heathrow in London okay. was the, was the next leg of the journey. Mm-hmm. Because of the winter weather, we were delayed oh. getting from Paris to London. Uh my wife was freaking out as we were running around Heathrow airport trying to make sure we can get our connection. And mm-hmm. once we realized that we couldn't, uh, she, she was having what I, uh, in the best of times would be called an emotional breakdown. Sure. No. Because my wife likes to plan things very tightly. Yeah. Very <laughs> tight. Like vacation ends this day and I go back to work the next day. Yeah. And her job is not forgiving in the sense that mine is. Sure. So so we had to fly we had to get on on, on, on we we missed our flight mm. in leaving London back to I forget what the next leg of the journey was. Um Atlanta or Seattle maybe something like that.
1: Somewhere in the States. Yeah,
0: yeah somewhere back home, at least back in the continent.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Actually I think it was Chicago, which don't even get me started on that. That was a bad idea. I don't know why she picked that flight. Um, but that again neither here nor there. He, yes. Yeah, I digress. <laughs> so we're flying standby and and we're able to get her on a standby flight mm. so she can get home and get back to work
1: yeah that was the important thing
0: I'm gonna have to to not fly with her I have to stay overnight and now now British Airways is great <laughs> yeah. they're gonna put me up for the night they're gonna give me like a, a, a gift pack of, of coupons and like <laughs> you get to eat free at so- and so at this hotel if you stay at this Or like you know pick your hotel and we'll give you all the stuff to so do. You, you don't even have to spend any money Very I'm like nice. oh, well, that's great that's that's lovely. I'll go to some little, you know, British town outside the airport. I'll hang out for the night. Like, whatever. No big deal. It turns into a bit more of a big deal because uh, I didn't realize that we had communicated with our credit card companies Mm -hmm. uh, that we would be back by a certain date. Mm -hmm. And so that when I was trying to use my credit card. Oh, no. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> in, in in a small village outside of London oh, that they geez. were going to be declining it <laughs> all That's night long. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, so much for my fun night in a cool English village. Yeah, yeah. And I basically spent the night at the hotel with my coupon book. <laughs> You're like, all right, which pub takes coupons? <laughs> oh, none of them. Trust me. I basically stayed at the hotel, and it was sad. <laughs> it, it, it was what it was, and I was trying to make the best of the situation. Mm. Uh, but we also didn't realize that she, when she left, she took all the phone chargers, all the all oh, the no. all the all the important essentials. I was like, oh, I'm really fucked here now. <laughs> so I stayed in my room.
2: Yeah.
0: After after my my free couponed dinner at the hotel, <laughs> which was a terrible hamburger. I'm not oh, gonna lie. Man. It was it basically was existed to keep me alive. Yeah, sure. And I, so I went back to my room. I was like, fuck it, let's just call it and you know I'll just get in my PJs, call it a night or whatever. Yeah. We'll stay here watch TV. And I found Willow. <laughs> The and saving so, grace. <laughs> so I, I watched Willow. I think it's the last time I watched him from start to finish. Nice. It was in a hotel room in some small town that I don't remember the name of outside of Heathrow Airport in wow. London, England.
1: That is a great story. <laughs> that makes me want to watch it even more. It also makes you probably never want to go to Europe over the holidays. Well, probably not the greatest <laughs> idea, but we'll go from there. All right. Oh,
0: well, let's move on uh, now that I've, 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 I've worn you out with that story. Because uh, other things are happening. Sure. In the world, and it's it's only fair that we talk about the rest of them. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing we have to talk about is like what happened immediately after we dropped the last episode, <laughs> and that would have to do with the Obi Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series. Yes, being put on hold uh. while they addressed major script issues, which seemingly is because there is a strong, at least in the initial drafts, uh-huh. is a strong similarity to the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. At least that's been cited as the, as the probable cause of sure. the of the delay. That's a bummer, right? Yeah, I mean, we like the Mandalorian. Why would you? <laughs> yeah, like, what are you doing? I like, oh, what I got to see Obi one like cradling Luke for you know eight episodes? Come on, man. Yeah, we can do more with this. Mm. Like, I I don't even feel okay. So this is my two cents on the on the topic. I love Obi wan Kenobi. Sure. I love you and McGregor's interpretation of Obi wan Kenobi. Yeah, very much. There's a lot to do with this character. You don't have to be toting around baby Luke Skywalker to make me give a shit about what Obi-Wan is doing exactly. on the Obi-Wan show.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's an established character. He's someone we already care about.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm i a little concerned, I, I don't know if concerned is the right word, but I'm a, I'm a little surprised yeah. that their initial thought was like, oh, we should show him with baby Luke. Like, why?
1: Yeah, no. That's... When
0: we when we lost, saw Obi-Wan, he had just given baby Luke to the Larses. Yeah. You know, Owen and Beru had Luke. They're doing the binary sunset. Everyone's yeah. gazing into, into the binary sunset. Yeah. And Obi-Wan's riding off on his EoP,
1: And he's going to go live
0: <laughs> his hermit life.
1: That's right. That's what those are called. There's
0: plenty of room for adventure. You don't have to have baby Luke with you.
1: Yeah, you could have a baby EoP. <laughs>
0: You know, or you know, maybe, maybe they're trying to decide if they want to give him like a baby bookie to find or a baby Tuscan Raider. Tuscan
1: Raider. That's where I was going <laughs> next. So, this is,
0: I think, ultimately a good thing, but it shows that they weren't on the
1: on a great path mm-hmm. initially, which sucks because I mean, Ewan McGregor himself said, "Oh yeah, I've read the script. It's great," and you're like, "Was he just feeding us lines then?" Or was that at at one of the conventions? I mean. <laughs> Uh,
0: probably, but <laughs> hello there. <Yeah. laughs> I don't. Yeah, that's a terrible Obi Wan. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I, I yeah. I, I hope they get this corrected. I, I really wanted to see the Obi Wan show do well because I, I yeah. do think this is uh, a, a strong thing.
1: Yeah, it's. I think it's going to be one of the uh, one of the only ties to direct ties to the prequels that we have in this new post Disney world. Because, you know, we, we've had a bunch of prequel references, but very few characters, you know, have actually made it into the new canon, per se, you know? Yeah. I mean, w- the most we've had in reference to the prequels were the voices in Rise of Skywalker. Right, exactly. So, this is, this is going to be great to see something, you know, directly from the prequel trilogy brought forward into this new Disney world, which yeah. is going to be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So...
0: It, it it does seem like I'm 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 hoping this will work out. I'm still optimistic about this. I yeah. I, 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 lo- I love uh, Deborah Chow who who's in charge of the production because she did a great job with mm. her episodes of *The Mandalorian*. Amanda, yeah, and obviously, you and McGregor is you has been one of my favorite actors for a long time. Yeah, yeah. E- we, even
1: before the prequels, we've spoken his praises. <laughs> yeah. So
0: so I, I I have no questions about his dedication and and and. The authenticity that he'll bring to the role.
1: No, yeah. He's...
0: But yeah, you do have to give him something to work with. Yeah. And yeah. We, we, we don't want to be just mirror mm-hmm. the Mandalorian. This is very true. Very true. And, I mean, it's Star Wars. <laughs> it, it's, it's so rife with possibilities. But I feel like people get stuck in these these like lanes
2: mm-hmm.
0: with Star Wars. And it's like, no, no, no. You can color outside the lines here a little sure. bit. Like there, There's plenty of directions to go. So hopefully this will address that. And we'll be able to get back on top of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series.
1: Yeah. yeah, Let's hope for the best on that one because we need another Disney win on uh, Star Wars. Agreed. Hey, did
2: you see a set of kids around here? No time for love, Dr. Jones.
0: Fucking kids. All right, Roger, we are back. We have uh, freshened our glasses. Oh, yes, very fresh. But we're staying with our good friends at Pariah. Yes. What do we
1: have? Today we have the Joker's favorite beer. The Joker S- here. The Smilex. Mm. Yes, it is. This is a single IPA. It is, but uh. But st- but barely. But barely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the other one was seven point seven. This one's seven point five. Yeah. So uh, oh man, this one is amazing. Um. There's there's a lot to say about this, but uh, it's just. One of the best IPAs, I think, that they do at Pariah. Um, I'm a little biased because uh, I may have had a, a few experiences with this one. Sure, sure. But uh, definitely one of the coolest can arts that they do. And that's saying something because they have some beautiful can arts. They art really do. Coming from they Pariah. Do. Yeah, this is this is straight out like the Batman
0: 89. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're new to the podcast, I, I recommend going back and listening to episode 30.
1: Oh, yes. Which is our
0: Batman 30th Batman 89, 30th anniversary special episode. Yes. Where we're hanging out with Brian Mitchell from Pariah Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. And he talks about kind of like where his deep, unabashed love for this film comes from. <laughs> and, and why it plays such a big part in, in Pariah and their beers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and if you are in the San Diego area, or if you're, or if you're coming to the San Diego area yeah. in the next week or two. Uh, I believe it's Valentine's Day weekend, if I yes. remember correctly. Uh, Pariah is having their third anniversary party. Mm-hmm. And... They are going to be doing a double IPA version of this beer. What's it called, Roger?
1: It was, uh, uh, I'm
2: sorry. He stole, he stole my yeah, balloons. He stole my balloons.
1: Yeah. I, I wanted to get the quote right, but I'm like, no. yeah, I think it was just. <laughs> sorry, I, I put you on the spot there. We, we, didn't, we didn't rehearse that. No, yeah, no, it's called, yeah, He stole, he my, stole balloons, my balloons. And it is yeah. a
0: double IPA, ramped up version of Smilex. Uh, I mentioned it on on, on Be- the beer night in San Diego this past week. Yeah, Brian has been teasing this beer to me for quite a while.
1: Oh yeah, this has been in the in the rafters
0: for quite a while. But you know, it takes a. It ta- sometimes it takes a little while to get all the Nelson hops that you need to make this
1: beer. Oh yes, and the. Uh... The glass design is actually... Quite nice. Very nice. Based very on, nice. Very nice. Based on the 89 Batman movie.
0: Exactly. So if, you, if you're a fan of the 89 Batman, if you're a fan of the awesome beers of Pariah, I, we can't recommend highly enough that you go to this to, to this anniversary weekend.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll be there.
0: Yeah. Roger will be there. I'll be there at least Saturday. Yeah. So then we'll probably both be there yeah, Saturday. We're, we're going to be there. Yeah. Come yeah. on by. Hang out. Roger will be there signing autographs. Oh, yes. Yes. I'll be sitting in the corner pretending that I don't know who I am. <laughs> I like,
2: don't
0: oh, Never uh, heard of it. Who even is me?
2: What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're going to be sipping on this lovely beverage. Uh, hopefully you guys come out to San Diego or, or are already in San Diego and you go check out what Pariah is doing for their anniversary weekend because uh, they, they are, I, you know, it, it's, it sounds like I'm blowing smoke sometimes, <laughs> but they are, really are killing it. They are yeah. a really,
1: I hate saying underrated. Yeah, it's... But they're definitely underappreciated. I think so, because I feel like if you're in the know, you're like, oh, yeah, Pariah, they're doing some really good stuff. Yeah. But, you know, we got to help get their name out there, because they they don't focus so much on these hypey releases. They just release consistently really awesome beer on top of their game. Agreed. Agreed. All right,
0: so we got the good beer. That's going to keep us going for the rest of the show. Let's let's kind of... We're going to
1: kind of stay in the same vein here pepper agrees <laughs> so i mean yeah going along with this uh, amazing smilex beer in our joker themed um the mortal kombat 11 game just released the joker character oh my yes he's uh looks very fun i haven't got a chance to sit down and play him but from all the gameplay i've seen it is uh, very much Joker. <laughs> is he is he ramped up on Venom or what, what's the deal here? Oh no, this is just him being a theatrical crazy person. Because like you know, fisticuffs is not I'm not the Joker's strong point. No, but he does enough crazy things. Like he's got you know some. Uh, extendy punch arm, you know, boxing gloves with uh, brass knuckles underneath them. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, he's uh he's literally got a move where he's got somebody tied up with a bag over their head and they jump forward and explode. Nice. And uh he's got he uses his cane. So, you know, he busts out a cane and trips people and uh he's got a obviously an exploding little jack in the box. Okay, okay. So he's he's got some cool tricky stuff as Sounds you good. would expect the Joker to be i expect nothing less <laughs> so yeah it looks pretty cool but I just thought yeah that that's uh, that's definitely a cool little aside that uh, goes along with our beer here <laughs> before before we get into our next topic yeah
0: uh, I, should, I should mention a couple things real quick because uh, you know we spent a lot of time talking about, about what was going on with with, with DC mm-hmm. Universe films yeah. and, and productions uh, a little bit of information has kind of trickled out about the Disney Plus Marvel shows yes Uh, We know that the Winter Soldier and Falcon Falcon and the Winter Soldier will now be available in August. We don't have a specific date, but we know August of twenty twenty. All right. We also uh, have heard from a couple interviews that Paul Bettany's been doing that WandaVision will be bonkers, Hmm. which is pretty exciting. And uh, I think he also said groundbreaking. Uh So so big things potentially with that series, and uh, footage has now come forth on the social media's of Tom Hiddleston doing stunts as Loki against Green Screen. So the Loki produ- film or Loki series is now currently in production as well. So, uh, Disney Plus, you know, we're in a little bit of a lull at the moment, per yeah. se. Now granted, tons of films hitting Disney yeah. Plus. And, you know, the, the Aladdin ad- ad- adaptation
1: uh, just hit there. The
0: Aladdin Lion King adaptations are yeah, going to yeah. be on there. So that's going to keep you busy for a little while. Sure. But yeah, we're getting those Marvel shows pretty soon.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm... Um very curious to see where they're going to go with those. Uh, we still don't really have a timeline on those uh, in in terms of where they fit in the post end game universe. Uh, I mean, it, it seems like it seems like lead up to phase 4. You would think, but oh, yeah. you know with with WandaVision, it's like okay, Vision's gone, isn't he? You know, and with Loki, we're Is like eh, well, you know, that's <laughs> we don't we don't really know anymore. So, we we don't have a lot of grounding in, you know, what is the post-Endgame universe like for Marvel? We've had a little peek at it from, you know, far from home. But that's about it at this point. So I'm really curious to see how much that really fills in the blanks for where we're at in Marvel right now. And, and something
0: else to, uh, to get to. I totally agree with you, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but something else to get to, I think I skipped over it. Uh, okay. Uh, this this past week, uh, last night, in fact, as we, as we record, last night, the final episode of Arrow aired. Yes. Uh, have you had a chance to watch it yet?
1: No, I haven't. But I don't mind if you spoil anything. <laughs> well, I haven't. I
0: haven't watched all of it, so I can't spoil the finale yet because okay. I've only watched three quarters of it.
1: Yes, <laughs> I have heard about a few little spoilers already. So.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's been interesting so far to watch. Mm. Uh, I mean, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it up was like it, it's a fairly significant achievement. Uh, because that show did launch this CW Arrowverse. Sure. You know, it, it kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, you know, a year or two after uh, <laughs> Smallville had finally wrapped up, which, yeah. in my opinion, was a show that had overstayed its welcome.
1: Sure. Yeah. That, that could have ended a few seasons earlier.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> and uh, you know, it it spun off and launched all these other shows. You know, The yeah. Flash and, and and Supergirl and and, and Legends, yes. Black Lightning, Batwoman now.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, and and these. Uh, it will still reverberate yes. throughout the remaining shows as as more series come out of it. Uh, mm-hmm. There's going to be the the Superman and the uh, Lois, Lois show. show, yeah. And uh, the one thing I wanted to mention was uh, prior to the season, or, I'm sorry, the series finale that aired last night, mm-hmm. last week, they aired a what is being considered a backdoor pilot for Green Arrow and the Canaries. Mm-hmm. I have you had a chance to watch that? No, I haven't. What's that one? Meh.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, we're, we're living in this uh, post Ollie resurrected universe now. This post Ollie resurrected Earth now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so his daughter's shifted back to her natural timeline in 2040. Okay, okay so it and, is in the future. And Star City has been free of crime for 20 years. Oh,
1: that's cool. Uh, <laughs> but
0: for some reason, that doesn't seem to really get explained, the alternate universe Laurel Lance, Black Canary... Is there. Yes. And uh, the other Dinah mm-hmm. from Ollie's Earth somehow gets transported after his funeral to that 2040 as well.
1: But it didn't say how. For or hashtag why. reasons. Yeah, okay. Well, that's. And,
0: sure. <laughs> you know, so there's a fair amount of awakening the memories from the prior universe mm-hmm. in, in both Mia, Queen, and then in several other characters. I don't sure. want to go too deep in the spoilers here. Uh, I don't, I don't, I have not heard anything as this show's going to be picked up.
2: Mm.
0: I though after that episode
1: I could kind of <laughs> go you know, either way. Go without it. Oh, okay, I see. I'm like Yeah. Okay, so so Laurel and Dinah are both young versions? They're young versions, but in the future. So but it doesn't explain how they both they, got there. Not necessarily. I'm assuming it has something to do with Ollie.
0: And then the way he resets the universe or whatnot. Sure. And uh the one the one spoiler I will say for the final episode of Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll probably spoil more of it once I watch like the final 15 mm-hmm. minutes of it. <laughs> I was really trying to cram it in before you got here. Sorry, <laughs>
1: It's all good.
0: But uh, when, when Ollie resets the universe, I mean, he does a lot of ollie esque things where he basically brings back to life a lot of people who have died. Really? On his watch. Like, he brings oh, back uh, his mom and he brings back... Uh, oh, wow. Uh, uh, um, Dinah's dad, uh, not uh, Laurel's dad. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, the, the police Quentin. chief. Yeah. Quentin, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Quentin Lance. Does he bring back Tommy? Tommy's back. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he brings a lot of people back oh, to life. that's cool. So it, it's, you know, you're, I'm watching this final episode, and I'm kind of like having to try and keep score, mm. which is a little weird. Yeah. But there is a sequence, uh, which is just full bore Ollie, year one Ollie, mm-hmm. where he's just killing fools. <laughs> just Just arrows and chests. Okay. All over the place. And nice. I'm like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> nice. All right, so let, let, let me shift gears back here to, to our our final topic for the night. We were talking right. about the Obi Wan show on Disney Plus, and our our love of Star Wars on Disney Plus. Yes. Um, I've really become convinced that Di- that Star Wars on Disney Plus is, uh, the future. Yeah. You know, uh, it it seems like there's a bit of hesitation. To go all in on on, yeah. on big budget Star Wars movies mm-hmm. that are not trilogy centric, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know if that's going to change anytime soon. You know, we talked a little bit about uh, some of the reservations I had with Rise of Skywalker and how it felt very, uh, you know, too many cooks in the ki- too many cooks in the kitchen kind of mentality. Sure, yeah. Uh, but the but these series, at least from what we see seen, the Mandalorian, it was like one person's vision one person's story and that was that was uh, John Favreau.
1: John Favreau, yeah.
0: Um, and we also speculated last week like what would a Darth Vader show kind of look like? Mm-hmm. You know, because you and I both believe that Vader could support support his own series. Oh yeah, easily. Now, as much as I am a fan of the idea of of Star Wars going in new directions and giving us new characters with new adventures and new complexities and and, and all this stuff, uh-huh. I, as much as I want to see that. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to continue the speculation a little bit. Like, what characters from the existing films do you think could support a Disney Plus series? Mm,
1: that is a good question. I mean,
0: I, I kind of think... Um, I kind of think Lando. Yeah. That... Young, young Lando.
1: Oh, okay, young Lando. Would be insanely interesting. Mm. I I felt like they were making reference to something about, you know, Lando and his daughter in Rise of Skywalker, which you would know if you read the book.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you were like me and had the Star Wars Visual Dictionary, you would know that apparently is allegedly, supposedly, possibly, Lando's Lando's abducted daughter daughter from the First Order. Lando had a
1: daughter who was abducted by the First Order at x point in, in star wars history i mean that makes that last scene with her and him make so much sense right and yet what but
0: <laughs> and, and, uh, and and you're percent right that that could be a series on its own and perhaps that's that that the line might there kind of is maybe maybe lando's super fucking dense and doesn't really realize that like hey, that's probably my kid maybe she, she's just um spitting a violin with him 23 and me and figure it out um <laughs> But I was I was kind of inter- interested in the idea of, you know, I don't know if it's done for sure, mm-hmm. but Donald Glover's currently filming seasons three and four of Atlanta. Okay. Once those are done, you drive a dump truck full of cash to his house. Yeah. And you say, hey, Donald, not only do we want you to reprise your role as young Lando, why don't you write some shit for us, too? Because he's fucking really smart. Yeah. You, you- Donald Glover's one of those kind of like... Uh, uh, he's almost like a renaissance man. He can sure. really do it all.
1: Yeah, no, he he really is. So
0: get him on board. Have him be the executive producer, like the head writer. Mm-hmm. Let him direct some episodes. And, and and show us like a Lando that we haven't quite ever seen before.
1: Now, do you think it would be a good idea to maybe instead of, you know, we had those abandoned solo ideas. If we turn the focus to Lando and just have, you know, young Han Solo show up every now and then in the show. Well, so I, I, I think I've talked about it before with you. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a fan
0: of the idea of a Star Wars universe show where people are kind of weaving in and out yeah. of, a, of an overall narrative, where it, it is more kind of cohesive in that yeah. way, especially if you're going to have a show that kind of explores the Star Wars uh, galaxies, kind of like criminal underbelly necessarily, you yeah. know. Like it, that, you can weave these characters in. You can weave in Orlando. You can weave in a Han and Chewie yeah. and Boba Fett. And various bounty hunters and and it'd be and cool Jabba when the they show up, yeah. And it, it it could be this really great cohesive thing. I just worry that it's too many pieces for them to handle at the moment mm. because it does seem, excuse me, it does seem like there's a bit of reservation mm. with trying to do anything outside of the box that Star Wars has seemingly, seemingly put itself into.
1: I just yeah, I I definitely agree, and I think there's just so many easy outlets. Even, you know, even if you don't want to follow some of the existing characters, but some of the existing um, concepts, we'll say. For example, like, I used to love those uh, Rogue Squadron books mm. with uh, with Corrin Horn. That Those were... Those, those were, were phenomenal. Those were great reads. Yeah. I mean, these were some thick books,
0: but... Yeah, Corin's journey from, you know, Corellian uh, security
1: force yeah. personnel to X-Wing pilot to, like, eventual Jedi Knight... Is mm-hmm.
0: fantastic.
1: Yeah, and I mean, just stuff like that. I mean, we could literally follow Poe in his early years becoming, you know, like a... We don't need X-wing to because fighter. his apparently his story now emulates Hans. So we just go watch Hans. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I meant more along the lines of his early X-Wing pilot years. <laughs> I wasn't too interested in his spice smuggling. No, no I agree, but it, it does seem, to me, it, it seems
0: like a logical progression mm-hmm. that... You know, you get Alden Ehrenreich to yeah. resume his Han Solo duties, sure. In the form of, uh, in the, in the form of another series, it doesn't have to be specifically centered around Han Solo. I love the idea of of like an ensemble kind of thing, of like yeah. a, almost like an Ocean's Eleven esque mm. version of, cool. of the Star Wars universe, where it's like these kind of different things that kind of weave together. A heist film. Something kind of like that, and there, there, there is a book that yeah. is, that's kind of like the Ocean's Eleven of a Star Wars film involving <laughs> Han and Chewie and, and a cast of rogues and stuff like that. See, that's cool. But you know, show me a, a cohesive Star Wars universe, and and again, now we're we're kind of highlighting these, these criminal esque characters, like the yeah. rogues of the Star Wars galaxy, which that, which that, is interesting. That, which I I agree hundred percent. And underexplored, to be and, honest. grant are So like, the the underworld of Star Wars could be its own series. Yeah. And I think that'd be fucking fascinating to to follow up. I mean, it, if if they really wanted to get nuts, I mean, like, you could do like the wire with mm-hmm. Star Wars. I mean, it'd be woo, Give me, give me, woo. It's just the idea that gets my heart going really fast. I'm like, oh my god. Well, I mean, there's has been stringer bell action in space. Ildris <laughs> Elba, woo. Let's yeah, do it.
1: That'd be nice. But I mean, there there isn't there word though that uh, Ryan Johnson's film or whatever he's gonna be working on next for Star Wars is supposed to be something along those lines? I'm concerned that they might try to rein him in. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I
0: don't know what's going on with the movies right now.
1: Because I, 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 like... I heard Underworld, uh, like kind of scummy Underworld, in reference to what yeah. Ryan Johnson's next well, project and, would be. And clearly, I mean, watching
0: uh, The Last Jedi, like the gray areas of the Star Wars universe is kind of where he wants to explore and play sure. around with. And like, yeah. I would love to see that. I'm just concerned after watching Rise of Skywalker that like, we're gonna get more of this kind of uh, boiled down, distilled version of Star Wars. So I, I don't know. Like, yeah. maybe, I wouldn't be shocked if six months from now we find out like Ryan Johnson's not doing a Star Wars trilogy all of a sudden. Because, yeah, the way things are going, Disney's sure. kind of like, yeah, we don't want to go that route because it's not as mass marketable or as family friendly. It, it, we can't put a ride at, at Disneyland about this.
1: Yeah, yeah, you
0: know, I don't know. I th- that's just kind of. The, the fear in my heart.
1: No, I, I hear that. I mean, as far as we know, Ryan Johnson's trilogy is no longer a trilogy, right? I think, I, I believe there was some article where they were saying that Star Wars is going to be straying away from trilogies from here forward. So... I don't know if that's still going forward um, as planned. I, As far as I'm aware, it maybe got shrunk down to a one movie thing. Dude, Who knows? You know, I'll
0: be honest, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that idea. Yeah. Um, my counter to that would be it was like, you know what? Do it on Disney Plus. Sure. Give yeah. him six to eight, eight hours to play with to tell the entire story. Yep. Um, because. My one criticism of of movies is that like a lot has to happen in a little amount of time.
1: Yeah, you need to have a a nice if you, defined you kind of vision.
0: Flesh it out a little bit more mm-hmm. over six to eight episodes, maybe you know whatever kind of parameters you want to play with. Yeah, um, I, I think Ryan Johnson could do some really good stuff, and like Ryan Johnson is not averse to television. Mm-hmm. He directed some of the best episodes of Breaking Bad. Oh, really? So he's not he's not like I. It has to be a Hollywood production, or I don't sure. care. Yeah, he's not yeah. that guy. Like he's more than happy to do something on a smaller scale, so that he can tell a more focused and intimate story. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you watch Breaking Bad?
1: No, that's okay. one I missed too. But well, we won't way. do that.
0: <laughs> so I, I but the, the the gray world of Star Wars, obviously, I think lends the most possibilities. You know, you have the criminal underground, the, the bounty hunters, the smugglers, like, in you know, in kind of like the general. Lando-esque characters, you know, yeah. like the
1: fringe players. Oh yeah, honestly, in the in the EU, that those stories were some of my favorite. I don't know if you. Uh you read Shadowhunter, the Darth Maul book? I did. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Lauren Pavan. Yeah. Yeah, that character. Just, you know, those, like, kind of seedy guys that have to deal with the day to day life in the scummy sections. Right. Like, he lived in, like, low levels gets, of Coruscant. Gets, like, caught up in, in the, whatever, yeah, whirlwind of current events. And that's such a cool story. Like, just this average guy in the Star Wars universe getting involved with these, like, demigods, basically, that are the Jedi, you know? Just, like, these normal people, like, oh, man, how am I gonna go up against someone like Darth Maul, you know? Like, I I don't have any powers. Like, I'm just, I can shoot a blaster, and that's about it. Those kind of stories were the most entertaining because it's, like, how does this guy stack up to someone as skilled as Maul, you know? Speaking of Maul, I mean, how do
0: you feel about the notion of a show, a Disney Plus show, set in the prequel era? Mm -hmm. Like, what if... What if we got like a Mace Windu show, or uh, you know, or you know, I don't, I don't know if he'd ever do it, but like maybe you could pull off a Qui Gon show. I don't know,
1: I don't know. It would be interesting. I mean, doing pre prequels. I mean, we're we're getting pretty deep at that point. It, but it it's seems all possible. like Disney's,
0: you know, been a little reluctant to go in too much in the prequel era. Yeah. But like again, it's another stretch of Star Wars time that is
1: full of possibilities. Yeah. Particularly like during the Clone Wars. I mean, you could mm-hmm. do a whole. Oh, yeah. There's so many stories to tell for the Clone Wars. I mean, it was a literal galactic war, you know. There's so many little characters that are going to play a huge part. And, you know, that's kind of what the Clone Wars series was, you know, so good at telling. But, um, I mean, at this point, I, I don't think anything's off the table. I think there's a lot of cool outlets to do it. But one that I would definitely like to see would be some Knights of the Old Republic era stuff. I mean yeah, that I agree. I agree. that that whole lore in that period of time was so good, and I, I know I've seen like these awesome like you know fan made pictures of Keanu Reeves as Darth Revan, <laughs> and I'm like oh my ah. god th- this is like my dream right here. <laughs> you know, speaking in the same vein, but going
0: in the other other direction is yeah. uh, before before the the license for Star Wars went to Marvel Comics, mm-hmm. uh, Dark Horse. Was doing an incredible series mm-hmm. called Star Wars Legacy. Okay, and it was. I want to say a hundred years, in the future of of, of Star Wars, or a hundred years after Return of the Jedi. Okay, uh, and it was the descendants of the Skywalker line, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the uh, revolved around a character named Cade Skywalker. Cade, yeah, who was not. Luke esque at all? No, very very opposite of of Luke. He's pretty gritty. He enjoyed death sticks and and things of that nature. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, show show me something kind of like just different and and a little darker and grittier. And like you can that way you can kind of play with Skywalker if you want. Sure. But they kind of I feel like they shot themselves in the foot on that already. Anyways, uh, with the the way they ended Rise of Skywalker. But that's just me. I agree. But there's there's so much to go into. There the it's it's a rich universe. Rife with opportunity to explore things. Yeah. Prequels, futures. I, I really think the Disney Plus platform
2: mm-hmm.
0: might be the way to go over these cinematic releases, which have so much, so many stakes on them. Yeah. Like so many kind of like unrealistic expectations. Yeah. And we're sort of in this period where the, 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 the cinematic, the cinema going experience is changing. Definitely. Yeah. And. You know, I think Disney's future, and I think if Disney's a smart company, they've been around for a long time now. Sure. I think they got to realize the revenue stream they're getting from Disney Plus is pretty significant already. Oh and yeah. They're, they're barely giving us anything so far. Mm-hmm. If you get into if you get to the point where you're alternating uh, different Star Wars shows with different Marvel shows, mm-hmm. I will never not subscribe to your service. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, that would just keep
1: us on there forever
0: exactly i mean uh, you and i were kind of texting the other day about mm-hmm. about cbs all access yeah because you're like you know maybe when when picard finishes i'll get on there and binge it real quick and then i'll turn yeah. it off yeah and i was like you know what i'm probably gonna do the same thing mm-hmm. because once picard wraps up i'll probably turn it off for a couple months until discovery starts again
1: yeah and unfortunately that's something we've talked about before when we were talking about the streaming service thing where it's like Literally, it's getting to the point where you got to be like, man, like every month you got to be like, okay, what's on this service? What's on yeah. this service? And be like, okay, I can't afford to have you know fifteen services right. just to you know watch a few shows that I have here and there. So it's literally going to be a, a thing of shutting off services and checking every month before they charge me. You know. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, I I was just talking with
0: uh, with the Podfather with Cody yeah. about this because sure. uh, he was over the weekend he was urging me very strongly to watch the the Wu Tang show on Hulu. And I'm like, dude, it's the first thing I'm gonna watch, but my Hulu's on hold for three months right now. Yeah. (laughs) While I kinda like, you know, balance my streaming options around and trying to get this all figured out. Yeah, you gotta bring the ruckus, man. I dude, that's that's (laughs) all we do on this show. I mean you saw the new Beer Night in San Diego podcast. It's called Bring the Ruckus Part two. Oh. Because we brought it once before. We brought it again. Brought it back, yeah. We but, brought it back. But, so, yeah, so I, give I me more, agree. yeah. Give me more of these Star Wars shows, um. Again, and I, I to reemphasize, mm-hmm. new and different characters are a hundred percent welcome.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Don't, don't keep going into the original trilogy. And, it doesn't and, have and to. Sure. Like, you know, I, I enjoy Dengar, I I enjoy Dengar to an extent, <laughs> but I don't know if he needs a Disney Plus series or like some random Jawa yeah. he gets, he gets a Disney Plus show or. But we do have our Lobot script. We do have a low bass script. Uh, trust me. We're not talking about what's going to be in the low script because yeah. it's going to put the Star Wars universe on its ear. <laughs> but I mean, you could even do in my opinion, you could probably even do a really fun show about just like the droids of the Star Wars universe. Oh, and it doesn't be, be r cool, 2 C3PO or BB-8 necessarily, but like th- these droids are are like basically like, like living
1: witnesses to all kinds of crazy historical events. You could make it like a vignette show yeah. where it's like each episode is like a different you know, story from the perspective of a droid that's been there, you know? Like, right, exactly. That'd be pretty cool. There's a lot of possibility. I,
0: I hope Disney, um, whatever issues they have right now, because of, you know, I, I, I know that by box office standards, Solo was, was kind of like this failure. Yeah. Um, but Solo is a good movie.
1: I I, th- I liked it, I, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna, think gonna it
0: do was bad. One, one of the shows we're gonna do in the future is kind of like a solo revisited. Sure, I think we because should because I think when it when it first came out, I was a little harsh on it, mm-hmm. and I, I still stand by some of the things I said, but I enjoy that picture more on multiple viewings sure. uh, than I than I did initially.
1: It was a fun
0: movie. Yeah, like I said, there's still there's still some things. Yeah, and we'll talk about it, but I think overall, I I can put that movie on. And just have a nice time watching it. Sure. Yeah, I agree. So we're we're, we're gonna do a little solo revisited and trying to like try to help kind of clean up its reputation a little bit because <laughs> uh, I don't think it's the fail- failure that it came off to be.
1: No, I just think there was a lot of factors messing that up. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, like like those factors may be the reason why Disney Plus shows are the way to go. Yeah, I think we definitely need like a cooling off period for the movies for a bit. I think it's been shown that. Yearly releases don't work as well for Star Wars as it does for like the Marvel uh, the movies. Marvel movies. Yeah. Because the Marvel movies are significantly different. Yeah, there's literally different characters and you know, yeah, they're all tied in through this back Avengers storyline, but you essentially have a different type of movie every time each one comes out. Right.
0: And and I, I suppose to its detriment, Star Wars has not been able to kind of figure out that perfect balance of of respecting where it came from but giving us something completely new because the one time that it seemed to try and give us something new like a lot of people outright rejected it like no this is different i don't like it sure so 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 star wars has to figure that out yeah um but they're until they try something new they're not going to get there
1: yeah definitely
0: so again, we're just speculating. We're just kind of throwing things against the wall. Spitballing. Yeah, but I, uh, you know, I'm I'm assuming that everyone, all the head honchos at Disney and Lucasfilm are listening to the show.
1: Yeah, big yeah.
0: fans. Kathleen loves us. Oh my gosh, she she asks me constantly, like you don't <laughs> even know. It's like Kathleen, dial it down a notch, okay? <laughs> um, you know, it's like I'll give will give you these ideas, but they're going to cost at some point. Yeah, like I don't work for free.
1: We we will be paid in beer. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, you don't pay me a lot. Just eat, like something, yeah. I'll fucking take peanuts. I don't even care. I'm <laughs> not particular as long as they're space peanuts from Star Wars. I'm down from the cantina, <laughs> served by a droid. Oh, we don't serve their kind here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, just you know, you're gonna get more spo- Star Wars talk from us. It's never gonna go to, gonna, It's never going away from us.
1: Sure, yeah, we love it too much. It's our specialty our speciality speciality <laughs> as Obi-Wan likes to say yes <laughs> like killing Sith Lords <laughs> oh
0: boy but I guess we, we, we've hit that magic hour and it's uh, time to wrap it up
1: already you got anything else you want to talk about uh, Lee Raj no, reading you any comics uh, I'm going to get started on the ones you loaned me pretty soon <laughs> Perfect. I know it's been a week, but uh, it's been a busy week. Understood. So. Understood. Yeah. No. The Fear Agent looks pretty sweet. I'm definitely going to get started on that. I've just, you know, flipped through, just checked out the art. Amazing stuff already. So. No worries. Yeah. No
0: worries. We're good there. Uh, so let let's kind of do the do the whole spiel. Yes. Uh, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. Maybe write us a five star review if you have the time. Small podcasts like us need those reviews. They get us out in the world. Let people know that we're doing good stuff. So please like and share us as much as you can. We, we really, really appreciate that. Uh, again, you can follow the show at TomCast underscore Popcast on Twitter at the TomCast underscore PopCast on Instagram. Email the show at TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. You can head over to Patreon.com forward slash Tom... I'm sorry. You can <laughs> head over to Patreon.com forward slash Popcast to join Pop Hat Nation, become an official member of the show. And... Uh, Whatever shekels you kick us go a long way to keeping this show going and we truly appreciate that. Also, follow Roger on the social medias at xmcgold, Twitter, Instagram. I should, I should have done that differently. <laughs> but let's thank our Patreons. Uh, thank you once yes. again to the Aspen Hill Chody, the Squid Master General, Brian Broussard, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Check him out on the Ringing Ear. And uh, I think that's all we got for today, Rog.
2: Yeah, I think should we... we wrap it
0: up. I think we should. Let's finish these smilexes and go out, uh, uh, like the Joker says, you know. Even, uh, only, uh, only, <laughs> only a mortician will know.
2: <laughs> uh, I can't not. If, I can't <laughs> even
0: finish the line. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, also stay tuned. The uh, Picard review episodes are coming very, very soon. I will be bundling episode one and episode two reviews together over the weekend. Nice. And then Roger and I probably back together again next week. Very much so. Pending uh, Roger's availability and uh, if he's found someone else better to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to wrap up the show. Thank you so much for listening to the TomCast podcast, brought to you by 3Bzine. And as we like to say on the show, ciao, babes.
1: We're not going to be fucking sunk this
2: year. We're the Stanley Cup champions!